this is being better with ip podcast this podcast focuses on helping you grow emotionally and mentally so that you can have fulfilling relationships with others and with yourself and i share my personal experiences so that you know you're not alone i am super excited to have you here hi everyone it's ivy or if i just whichever one you know i'm i'm here again okay my guest has already given himself out <laughs> so i'm here again and i had a nice time on the last episode which was about low self-esteem confidence body image issues so if you haven't listened to that please do welcome back to another episode of being better with ivy and today i'm going to be addressing the guys I think most of my episodes usually just refer to women or girls. So this time I have something for the guys and we're going to be talking about pressure for African males in Nigeria. So um I have a guest with me here and I'm going to let him introduce himself. My name is Barry Sophil Nanda. Uh-huh. Welcome, sir. It's nice to Thank have you. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for honoring my invitation. Guys, Barrister Phil is my friend, but he always calls me mom, even though I am obviously <laughs> younger. So mm. it's, it's nice to have you. Um, Thank you. So I want to know a little bit more. What do you mm-hmm. do? You already said Barrister, which means you're a lawyer, but is that yeah. all? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm the uh, general Putanalu and, okay. uh, we have different uh, branches and angles to our, our work. We have the real estate uh, arm, and okay. we uh, we midwife uh, foreign companies that come into Nigeria uh, to set up. So we just uh, help them set okay. up, incorporate them, and do the immigration work. That's basically what we're all okay. about. Mm. Okay. What position are you in your family? I know this question uh, is weird. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's not weird at all. It's not weird at okay. all. I'm the first son. Ah, first very son, yeah. the, the perfect person to talk about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. how how was it for you growing up? Um, did you experience external pressure to be financially stable? Uh, I guess I'm a bit lucky because uh, uh, I need. Uh, uh, I see. You came from a well, uh, okay. God blessed family, yes. So okay. I had pressure, yeah, I had pressure to study hard and to um, be a good citizen to society. You know, that was pressure I had uh, because, okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because it was in my time. It was uh, I was vulnerable to either partying or becoming a a miscreant and, uh, oh, and irresponsible. Uh, yeah, irresponsible. Yeah, that's it. So that's what I was, uh, I was okay. going through that. So basically. Okay. So did you experience internal pressure? Maybe you had standards for yourself and you wanted to meet up with that. Yes, I did. I put pressure myself to, uh, to make myself acceptable in my profession worldwide. That's why I I studied law in England, 
went to New York to qualify. I wanted a situation where if I had nothing else, I could just leave Nigeria and walk into some country and start practicing. That was pressure okay. for myself. Yeah. Yeah. How how did you handle that? Were there times you felt you would never get to that or it wasn't going to happen? And how did you handle those times? But the pressure was just passing the exams. That was it. Like um when I went moved to America, when I was studying my New York ball, um it was I had to study twenty six subjects in three days. Okay. So it was really tough. So I spent two years studying for it. And I grew my gray hair overnight. If you know me now, I'm, I'm bald. So I grew my <laughs> gray hair overnight from studying. Yeah. Uh, that was basically my, my pressure was just to pass my exams, pass my exams and all that. Okay. That so you, yours was like education was what you saw was going to get you to where you wanted to be. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That oh. was it. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you needed to get it yes. right. Yes, because my parents, my mother used to tell me, hey, if you don't get your education, if you don't study, uh, used to tell me and my sister, if you guys don't study, if you guys don't study, there's an illiterate, uh, there's an illiterate, ends up being an arm robber. And okay. a woman that does, a lady that doesn't study ends up being a prostitute. So that thing put the fear of God in me. Yeah. So I didn't want to Sorry. end up being an arm robber. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm just about to say something. Okay, <laughs> okay. Don't take me on. seriously, but okay. why didn't she say, a lady that doesn't study <laughs> becomes an armed robber. <laughs> Why does she have to be a prostitute? <laughs> you know, in those days, in those days, that's that's the way brothers used to do things. You feel, yeah, uh, women they have the cojones to uh, to go and steal, to carry guns and uh, knives to go yeah. and steal. It yeah. was the easiest thing for them. That's why, yeah, that's that's why most of them, basically. Okay, so um. Mm-hmm. Now, was it, okay, tell me about your journey deciding what you wanted to do. And did you have any confusion? How was it? Did you encounter any barriers? Mm, yes, because it was, it was a primary school. I was a, I was a, an A student when I was in primary school. So when I went to secondary school in Lagos, when I went to secondary school in Lagos, I thought I could do like that. Then, I filled, I filled class three when I was okay. in secondary school. I filled class three. So when I repeated it, the shame alone, the shame alone because I had to stay in the same class as my juniors. So okay. when I repeated it, then I had to start studying properly because I never used to really study. I used to think that, uh, I could just, uh, just walk through it, my exams and all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So actually it was when I was in class four that I failed. And I was supposed to go to the final year, class five, and I was with my genius. And he opened up my eyes and said, Oh my God, this is not going to happen to me again. I was mm-hmm. so ashamed, you know, coming to class. Where, and then I saw my senior, my classmates going to class five. Yeah. So I said, It's never going to happen to me. So I just had buckled up and started studying for my exams. And from then on, it taught me a lesson that you had to work hard for everything you earn. And I was about thirteen then, or fourteen. Yeah. So, so you had to, you had to, nothing not in life at that age, nothing in life. Okay. I, I learned that nothing in life is free. Okay, you know? so your challenge was you grew up in a wealthy home, affluent home. So you just felt 
oh, things definitely are just going to go easy for you. Yes. So that was exactly. like a real something that just opened your eyes. Reality check. Reality. Yes. This, it was a reality yes. check. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. It was. It was. A, it was a real reality check for me. So, and when I thought about that, in combination with what my mother was saying, if you don't, if you don't get your degree, if you don't study, you be an amber. I was scared. You scared <laughs> of living this out of me. So I never wanted to be an amber or anything, you know. So, so I just, uh, I just buckled up and I was just studying hard. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So how did you decide to be a lawyer? A lawyer, because. To be honest with you, I was crap in science. I was totally okay. crap in science and, uh, I didn't, maybe, but right now, I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, I was yeah. thinking that if I had good lecturers that taught me, yeah. really sat down to teach me the basics of physics, chemistry and all that, yeah. I'd have been a better guy, you know, but those, all those physics, chemistry and everything, they were scared the crap out of me. Yeah. So that's why I ran away from it. But I was good in literature. Doing yeah. other things and, uh, and then actually when I was five years, so when I was in my class four or five, I wanted yeah. to be a priest. I wanted to be a Catholic priest. Uh-uh. What, so, yeah. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a Catholic priest. I was an altar boy for years from when I was like nine years to when I was 15. Yeah. And so my dad turned me down. I said, no, my first son will never be a priest. Never. Because when you, as an evil guy, yeah. Um, the first son is, uh, it's kind of like, uh, a continuation of your father's legacy. Yeah. So you have to have kids, you have to have a family and everything. So when I become a priest, if I, if I become a priest, I won't have had kids, you know, yeah. as a Catholic yeah. priest. So I won't, I won't get married and everything. My father turned me down. Uh, yeah. cause you know, the seminary forms, your priests have to give you consent and all that. Okay. My father turned me down and all that. So the next thing that, uh, I fell in love with law, basically, lean me towards law, my subjects me towards law. So after that, yeah. I, yeah, from when I was 15, I, I was 16, you knew I said, what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's going to be law. Because mm, in those days, in those days, it was, if you do science, you, you, you're a doctor. And if you do, <laughs> you're, you're leaning towards med. And if yeah. you do um, art, you're leaning towards, um, Law, any other thing is just uh, supplementary compared to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that your your motivation? Was definitely passion. Was did did finances? I know you came from an affluent home, but did mm. did you, you see a future and say, oh, I I think lawyers make good money and they do well for themselves. So was finances a, a an influence at all? At all. Because okay. at all. Because when my dad told me, when I told my dad I want to be a lawyer, what my dad said was, hmm, that's good. Because a lawyer can do anything. A lawyer oh. can go into whatever, can go into banking, whatever. Okay, that's good. Let's, let's hope he live up to it. That was it. So from then on, I, I got my parents back, I got, I got my parents back in. And mm. my parents paid for the best schools. Like, I never had any financial challenges at all. All I had was, to study, 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 study. That was it, basically. Yeah. So, so oh, and um, yeah, and um, as I told you, as I, I mixed with my um, my fellow mates and everything um, uh, in England and America, I found out that law had a wider reach than mm-hmm. Nigeria. You you could law can make you walk into any country. 
law can make you live in any country. So, yeah. and that's why I have that at the back of my mind. And I said, okay, I'm going to qualify in as much country as I can, in England, mm. in Nigeria, in America. So, so I never um, had basically had any financial challenges at all. Okay. So passion mm. was your sole motivation. Yes, and, and helping people out also. Okay. Do you believe that if someone wants to choose a career, do you think that finances should be something that influences that? No, no, no. You see, I believe, I believe in my experience in life, I believe everybody, everybody is blessed with some sort of um, natural skills. Some sort of, yeah, everybody's blessed. No matter how low you are, no matter how high you are in life, what I can do is not what effect will do. What if you get to do is not what someone else could do. They're all blessed with certain gifts from God. All they have to do is search for it, have the passion for it, and the money will come. Let's say, like now, I've met you. You have a passion for photography. You have a passion for, I feel that you can build on it. You can, you can go for courses and seminars. Okay. There are many, many ways now. Unlike when we had, okay, like when I was studying in England, we never had okay. the opportunity to work. So it was basically all, all they gave us, the British government gave us was, because we're coming with citizens, free, um, free medical care. It okay. was, they won't allow you to work. But now in England, once you get a student visa, you're allowed to work about, work about 70 or 30 hours a week. It wasn't allowed in our time. And once you get your master's now, you have an automatic two-year working visa. It never happened in our time. So, and the, uh, the internet and the social media has really opened up things for students. In every country, yeah. in every Western world, every, from Australia down to Asia, in every developed world, there are scholarships. So those opportunities are in there for us. They are. Yeah. The main thing is, if you follow your passion, something you're crazy about, the money will come if you work hard towards it. The yeah. money will definitely come, you know? So when I, when I came back into the country, I didn't want to work for my father. I was just, I said, okay, I was going to break away. Anyway, so I decided to, when I came back, I just moved to Abuja. I decided to, um, just be on my own. I worked my bones up. I was broke. You know, I'll make, I make money today. It took me like three, four years to make another. I was oh. broke, and I went through. I went through a lot. And but whenever I was really, really broke, I'll just call my mom and say, "Mommy, please," and she'll send me money. And it kept <laughs> me going. And it kept me going. It kept me going until yeah. I still my kids, you know. And then today, God has been blessing me, and you know, so it okay. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't straightforward and everything. And yeah, during those hard times. When I didn't want to talk to my mom and everything, I didn't want to talk to my dad. I know ask them ask them for money. I've been going through a lot, be praying and praying, and then I'm Catholic. Okay. I, there's something called Blessed Sacrament. So I went to church. Okay. I knelt I knelt down in front of Blessed Sacrament, and in front of God, I said, God, please, yes, I'm going through stuff, but never ever give me any money. I'm not going to be able to enjoy peacefully with my family, enjoy, yeah. enjoy peacefully with my mom, my wife, and my kids, my future wife yes. and kids. Please, yeah. Lord God, never, ever make me want to mm. go into blood money or ritual. Lord, any day you see me try to do that, yeah. stri- smoke me down, strike me down. I'll oh, never, wow. ever do that. Yeah, strike me down, Lord. So I had a covenant with God. I said, never, no matter how what I'm going through, I'll try. I'll, and my father always used to tell me, there yeah. is nothing like 
hard work, making money in a straightforward way. And yeah. everything. My father would tell me, my father would tell me, look, all that I gathered was hard work with your mother. Yes. I went through hell. So, and that's why I'm, that's why I can walk anywhere without being scared. Legitimacy yes. and everything. Oh, okay. So, yes. Mm, yes. Mm, so, so he instilled that in me. And I never, I could never, oh, in England, there was this thing called Odoo in England, credit card fraud. Oh, um, okay. oh. Yeah, for guys to make money. Even, even rich children, they were getting into it. They were being funded because most of wow. us who in England were funded by our parents. Okay. So they were being funded, but, but they wanted, yeah, they wanted more. But most parents were, then were honest people and they were sending enough money for you to live on and study. Um, it wasn't a credit card fraud. It was also, um, something that they called benefit frauds. Yeah. What they used to do, like every city has had benefits. Had, had benefits. So what Nigerians used to do then, a couple of them, they would just go and get death certificates of citizens, of English, of British citizens that died, and then be getting their benefits. Wow. You know, then they published all these kids in an English newspaper. They caught them. Because when they were going to get these benefits, something called the dole. When they were going to get this, you know, you have to go to like a post station, uh, like a post office then to get yes. your, your benefits. These guys will be going in limousines. They'll be going in plastic cars. These are people that, these are meant because those benefits are for poor people. So yeah. they're going to collect these benefits because when you collect like 10, 15, 20, 30, like a thousand okay. pounds a month, you know, it's a lot of money there. Yes. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So these guys, Nigerians, you know, being flashy, they will go in limousines, they will go in plastic cars. So go and signed for gyros for one thousand pounds, two thousand pounds. Yeah. So that's how they were arrested. Okay. And most of all these kids were published in a newspaper in England. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> in <friend>. England. <laughs> so it was that kind of that also scared me. I was like, yeah, I said, what would I say my father? What would I say my parents? Or things like that. On those guys, they up till today, those guys never ever touched anything like that. Because shame then. Used to come when they call you only. There, <laughs> mm. you know, it's a big shame for you. Yeah, so that, so that was the kind of things that drove us. Yeah, so, I think that's very, very important because these days a lot of things, very scary things happen. Things like yeah, things that one cannot even think of or say with their mouths. Like so many yeah. people going into stuff, and I yeah. feel it's because of the way the country is. But what you yeah. made me understand now also is that there are more opportunities. As much yes. as Nigeria is harder now, there yes. are also more opportunities. You have to be intentional yes. about yes. looking for them. Yes. And be well, passionate exactly. about what you really want to do. Yes. Oh, that's, exactly. that's a really nice one. One thing I've also learned from what you've said so far is you had a support system, which really helped you emotionally. Yes. So what would yes. you say for someone who's parents are not, I won't say supportive, but like they are not really sympathetic or understanding of what they're going through. And the parents are pressuring them, look, you need to do better, you need to. So they're not really there for them. They can't even give them money. So what would you say for someone like that? Well, it's pressure for a man, for a young man. You see, there are two sides to every story. You know, this Yahoo thing and all that, it is really wrong. But some of these kids go this go into it because pressure as you said, pressure from their mothers, their fathers, their their single parents and everything. You know? But they're yeah. also kids. They're also kids that get on this um internet to look for opportunities. 
Yeah. So look for opportunity. Look, look at this. Uh, take for example, I, you heard about the OPEI, uh, the works, this uh, payment structure in Nigeria. Not OPEI. That payment system was invented by young Nigerians that just invented stuff. The young, young three or four guys, young boys. Mm. They never they didn't do Yahoo. They yeah. used their imaginative and everything. Yeah. And that thing, they sold it to a, a venture capitalist company for $200 million. Those yeah. boys now, they're absolutely rich. So you don't have always, yes, they're precious, especially in the East. I'm telling you, they're precious. This pressure comes from their mother, from their father. Yeah. They are so poor that so, they don't want to descend to the level of their, of their parents. So, so what they, do they do now? If uh, one has a passion, like mm-hmm. a guy has a passion, and mm-hmm. building that passion is going to take time. Yes. And this person's mother and father is obviously suffering. Mm-hmm. So what do they do now? Do they go into what just should give them money in the meantime? No, but, follow them? But, but you see, what they don't understand is this money that they get from Yahoo never lasts at all. Yeah. It doesn't last. And when you get it, it's not consistent. It's, when you get it, you just start buying stuff because you don't had that kind of money before. Mm. And the money disappears. Yeah, so, you don't know how yes. to use it. Yes, you don't have, know how to manage it. But when you suffer from, you build incrementally, day one, yeah. day two, day three, you know that you suffered for this money. Mm. But you see, but you see, the thing is, normally what happens is, in every society, like now, there's a guy in the hotel I stay when I go to worry, is a waiter. Mm. He does, and he he's trying to build up some software system. I used to think it was Yahoo, and I was yeah. in Yahoo. Yeah, but it wasn't. He's getting the job, and that money only pays like thirty thousand a month, and he sends like twenty to his parents. But he's trying to build. He's yeah. trying. He said he won't get into Yahoo. That he's trying to build because Yahoo opens up opens you up to a lot of stuff. Because once yeah. you get that money, it opens you up to drugs. It opens you up to ritualists. It opens yeah. up to herbalist. It opens up to a lot of stuff because you want to keep on making that money and making that money so it doesn't drop off. Yeah. And your standard living doesn't drop off. So yeah. It's something like, like in America now, like in the Western world. You see, the funny thing is, when all these boys, like these uh, hush puppies and everything, they don't know that this system is built in such a way that you cannot get away with it for life. Mm. You can get away with it one year, two years. They act like the FBI. They are tracing you, letting you get away for it for two or three years. They want to gather enough evidence so that you don't escape. Yeah. Yeah, you think that you're getting away with it or living the life, but they're tracing you. They're actually yeah. pulling your gradually. You will never know. So that, It's not like in Nigeria where they will arrest you first and gather the evidence later. So yeah. they will gather the, even if it takes them five years to gather the evidence to prosecute, they will mm. do that. Yeah. And all that. So you think you're living the life and all that. That's what happened with Hush Puppy and all this uh, internet frosters. They, they, two years ago, they got over 100 Nigerian internet frosters in America because they took, it, took, took them a while to build a case. So, mm. and those guys are all in gulags now. So it's not easy. So basically, I know it's difficult. You get the pressure from your parents. This kid, it's not easy to be, to be a son in Nigeria, especially in the, in the East where there are no opportunities. Mm. But the thing is, for these kids to see role models, role mm. models like, okay, hey, this man earned his money legitimately. Yeah. But you see, mm-hmm, 
because now everybody feels that any rich man, the foundation of the money is illegitimate. But it's not yeah. true. Yeah, there's some people that have built their wealth. For, you never heard of them when they were working. When they were working mm. here at night, you never heard of them. They were just struggling. You never, it was when they blew up that you heard about them. Yeah. And the good thing about Nigeria, which I love about Nigeria is, no matter how you make your money, no matter how you make your money, someone must, must know how you made your money. Someone. Yeah. It's someone. So you cannot make it alone. Someone must know. So, yeah. so these kids now, these young men, the main thing is just to see, the role models they see are politicians, uh, mm. Yahoo boys. But they don't see industrialists, like, you know, that started little. They don't see that. It's there now. Yes. So what do people need to see are role models, serious role models. Because everything surrounding them is Yahoo. So that's why they joined this thing. You know? Yeah. So, you know, now in the East, in the East, in the Middle West, like Delta, Delta State, Edo State, do you know Yahoo is now some sort of, um, how would I put it? It's not some sort of organized crime where, uh, where you start from the bottom and move up and move to a certain state. You have to do your service. You have to serve. You have to serve your master. After serving your master, your master will you have to apprentice. go. Exactly. It's not becoming an apprenticeship. I know that, you know? And the main thing is, which they don't understand, they never show them the downside. And the sound downside yeah, is, true. they can be caught. And once you're caught, you start all over again. Yeah. You know? So before the Yahoo, it was 419. Yeah. All those 419 men today, none, none, the 90s, none, I have ever succeeded. What they did was they all moved into politics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. No, no, say, okay, I made my money from 419 and I'm, I'm a billionaire today. Oh. So my problem is, which I've seen, is that these kids don't have role models, good role models they can look up to. Okay, this is how this guy made his money. This guy, most of them, all the young kids now, do anything to survive. Nobody wants to work hard, especially in the East, especially in Imo State. I can't, Anambra State is okay. Anambra State is, if you're not doing, if you're not doing, Anambra State in Ugo State, if you're not doing, if you're not doing, um, you're not doing Yahoo in Anambra, you can go and start doing apprenticeship. You gotta start selling, learn how to sell, sell stuff. But not in Imo State, no. They want to make money right now. Yeah. So, um, any young man now, basically, is just thinking of how to make quick money. Quick money. Yeah. Even if the young man is a driver. Quick money. Okay. So, so, you, you advise, so you advise hmm? following so your I, passion. Start slow. Be steady. Exactly. Be intentional. Exactly. Go hard at it. And you exactly. will definitely get to that stage where you will make it and where you would enjoy your money because you know it's not flying away anytime soon because mm-hmm. you need your time to build. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, okay. it's a gradual thing. You don't become a billionaire or multimillionaire overnight unless um you build something. Yeah. Or as, okay, like now, Mike Zuckerberg even said said so in in one of his uh, interviews. He failed yeah. twelve times. He built different operations. His fail, failure is not, is not, as Nelson Mandela said, said he doesn't fail, he learns. Yeah. Failure is something you learn. You learn, if you, if you don't fail, you cannot yeah. grow. So life is not yeah. a success at all. 
There's nothing. Nobody that has become a billionaire today must have failed 20 or 30 times before. As long as you're, you're passionate and you have strong belief in what you're doing. If you don't have strong, if you, if you know you're not, not everybody is an entrepreneur, yes. What you have to do, make sure you get your education. And education yeah. is not only university these days. You can get education yeah. from, the, from the internet. Yeah. They, they offer online degrees now. Yeah. So, so there's so many opportunities that are there today that they weren't there in my time at all, in my generation's time. None. So there's no reason to, yes, life is difficult, Nigeria is difficult. But I tell you what, I, my dream, I wish every youth can go, to Niger- can go to the Western world and live for like five years and then compare with Nigeria. I'm telling you, I, I lived abroad most of my adult life. There is nothing like Nigeria. Nothing. Because you're a black man. There's no discrimination. Nigeria, yes. Yeah. So when you go, once you go over there, there's a limit you can grow as a black man. So mm. Unless you go, as I said, into this uh, fraud name stuff, you know. So yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for you, how how did you manage your time as a young man? When you, I'm referring to the period of time when you came back and you said, "Oh, I want to grow on my own. I'm not. Mm. I'm breaking off from my family to mm. start my own and build myself and build my business and all of that." So how did you manage your time? Okay, I tell you what. I went to I went to three universities, and I was a party okay. animal in those three universities. Yeah. I partied. There was no night I didn't party because all I did was then was either study. After study, after study, you have to party. So, okay. so I parted. You know, if you go to University of Georgia, they'll tell you feel. You go to University of Buckingham, they'll tell you feel. They don't feel. I was a DJ. I was partying. <laughs> so, but when okay. but when I came back, I told myself that if I want to succeed in life. I had to either socialize or either focus. Mm. So I came back, I just faced, I hardly went to parties, once in a while I partied and everything, but I hardly went to parties. I just, all I was doing was every day, how am I going to succeed? Lord, how are you going to help me succeed? How am I going to work out? What are ways I'm going to work out? The best ways to do, to, um, to make legitimate money. That's what I was doing. And I had no life at all. I had no party life. I was just, I had my friend, my friend still today are my old friend. Oh, my old okay. Friend. Yeah, still today. Mm-hmm. If any friends, any new friends I have, it's just basically, um, either business or some political thing. So all my oh, friends. Okay. Yeah, you know, so. Do you have more, do you, do you have now make up more time to hang out with your, your friends? I don't. What I do is yes. I just from I, I don't. I have no social life. What I do is I go to work, I come back home. I go to work, I come back, I watch my football. Like today, Saturday and Sunday is my football. I go to church. So Monday, Friday, I'm watching the office till nine thirty because I have a lot of projects. I have a, I have a big project I'm working on, so I have to give so this, time. This, this is um this is I won't say like you're enjoying this because. Now, it doesn't really feel like work for you, right? Yeah. I'm not a computer nerd. My passion is to create something that can help the world. It's going to help Nigeria a lot. God willing. So I'm working okay. on it day and night. With my partner yeah. is abroad. So yeah. it's, going to, it's going to change the total face of Nigeria. It's going to Amen. bring in employment. We're, we're waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so what, what, what I've learned now so far mm. from what you've said 
is like I'm trying I'm connecting everything from when you said now for you it's not like you wow I have to go to work or oh god what's this like it doesn't feel like a burden for you you are happy yeah. because this is what you always wanted to do and now you're exactly. doing it exactly so for somebody who somebody out there who says oh my passion is to, to be in tech and make this software that helps so 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 people and mm-hmm. but then it does going to take a while so let me instead let me do let me be a for example let me be a banker which will give mm. me salary every day mm. you're trying to say that if you do the one i'll give you fast money it may relieve you in the meantime but at the end of the day as you get older you're going to see that it's going to be a burden on you. You're going mm-hmm. to, it's, it's not going to be something you enjoy. You're saying, oh, follow your passion. Fo- yes, follow your passion. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to still enjoy. Exactly. It will never feel like work for you. Exactly. Still enjoy and make money from it. Yes, and make money. Yeah, there's not like, all these footballers, they enjoy what you do and make money from it. Yeah. All these basketballers. But the problem, the difference between them and we professionals is that they have a short professional life. Okay, like yeah. For them. But we, we can work till our 90. We can work yeah. till our 80 because we're using our brains. So we yeah. can work till our 80, we can work till our 90. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the difference. So once, uh, once you follow your passion, what you love, mm. not because you're forced to do it. What yeah. you love. And I told you at the beginning, Everybody, yeah. God has blessed everybody with a gift. Someone once said that the best resources that has been lost is is the symmetry. I don't the get green. That. The, okay, oh, the like grave, the grave. The grave. There are a lot of lost potential there. They yes. never follow the potential. They never follow the gift that God gives them. You know. Mm. So mm-hmm. I know I said that this was for the guys, but I've actually learned it's a lot. Like, uh huh. So the thing is, you just have to be resilient. That's it. You just have to be hardworking and. Re- that's the thing. You see, once you fall twice, three times, four times, so people will just give up. Talking to and, me uh, right I have, now. <laughs> I have a cousin. I have a cousin. We grew up together. I have a cousin. My father is an only child, so I really don't have a red cousin or whatever. But my extended family, we grew up together. Okay. He himself is a banker now. He himself, yeah. he doesn't talk, he doesn't, he doesn't think like, like an entrepreneur like me. So I told yeah. him that there was a time, there was a time he didn't have a job. He was working in Oceanic Bank. Mm. He was working in Oceanic Bank and Oceanic Bank collapsed. So, yeah. There was a period he didn't have any job. So I told him, what can he do? What he was saying is that he wants to go and, uh, he was thinking of going to get tomatoes from Joss and then sell in Lagos and all that. Mm. Yes. I said, with your education, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you think about something a bit more innovative. Have you been in the banking industry for 10 years? That's the difference between an entrepreneur and a 95 person. An entrepreneur sees opportunities where no one else sees opportunities. Mm-hmm. You see little, little nuances in businesses. Like, like if I'm somewhere, I don't know, maybe it's a blessing from God. If I'm somewhere for 10 years, I'm working here for 10 years, you know the system is, uh, is, uh, is mechanical. It's something you do every day. Yeah. You look at it all. You look at it. And then you will see that the bank, that the people need that the bank is not covering. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. with your banking contacts. Do you have any... Final words, advice. Okay. Um, pressure mm, from yeah. pressure. Yeah. Mm, okay. My final words are that uh, um, it takes 
to um, to be strong. When you hear your mother, your father say, go out there and make the money. And you see, another thing is our parents, our modern day yeah. parents, especially yeah. the, um, the ones that are not uh, economically blessed. Yeah. We need to, they need to actually imbibe and tell the kids, yes, go and make something of your life or make it legitimate. Because I think the uh, the family pressures are actually um what's it called um actually the root cause of everything. Mm. Also, because I know about women, because the ladies, it's not just guys too. Because yeah. I know about women that get pressures from family since their first daughter. They get yeah. pressures from family that they have to support their family, have to support the kids behind them uh, to prosper. And this lady is going to prostitution. Uh, they're going to, as they call it, um, runs, high-class runs, because of the pressure of their mother, of their father, of trying to um, uh, put them in an economically, economically advantaged position. Yeah. So these parents, these parents should tell their kids, I know times are hard, but these parents should tell their kids, hey, Yes, go out there and hustle, yeah. but do it in a legitimate way so that we can be proud of you. Yes, exactly. The community can be proud of you. Exactly. So most of these things are from the parents too. These modern-day parents, man, I really don't understand. And you can see. Now, I know of a situation where a man has many kids mm -hmm. and he believes those kids are his key to wealth. Mm, okay, yeah. So there's that pressure of I didn't yes. make it in my life. So exactly. You make it for me. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's wrong to put the pressure on your kids. Your kids yeah. are not your retirement home or their retirement uh, the pension. Plan. Mm. Yeah, mm. retirement plan at all. They're not. Yeah. So mm. it's a, there are a lot of things that go into this um, into this kid trying to do this year whole thing. It's a yeah. systemic thing. It's really a systemic yeah. It's not easy. And also, because there are no things into it, because you, you also have to get a good upbringing for the kids. Also, know the kind of friends that yeah. your kids are. Let the society yes. or let them, yes. Because it's from, it's from it, you only raise these children and train them from impressionable ages to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. That's where they they learn what they, they will be in future. Yes. There's a lot of variables in this thing. Raising a kid in Nigeria is so so difficult now. So so difficult. Especially the economic tension and all that. Not easy at all. Yeah. Basically, I'm thinking it's a parent. It's up to the parent. Don't just leave your kids to the to the wolves and the society to risk for you. Yeah. You have to make an effort and say, look, oh, yes, make something of your life. Or make it legitimate, make it drop it to their yeah. ears. Drop it to, as my mother dropped it to my ears. If you don't go to school, you'll be an arm robber. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me, you know? Yes. Well, nobody, nobody, nobody cares these days. And especially, yes. I, I keep on saying, especially in the East, nobody cares these days. Just go and make the money. You know, say, the money, uh, you know, so, really... I, I, there are many variables that I'm really also, also scared. So my Thank advice is, I Mm -hmm. Yeah, my advice for a young man is, hey, try as much as possible. It's difficult. I'm telling you, it's so, so difficult. As I said before, your parents are dominated here, but try as much as possible to, to hold on to something. 
And the most important thing is, even if you can't, even if you can't raise your children right, let them be close to God. Teach them the Bible. Teach them God. Teach them Christianity. Even if it's Islam. Teach them that God is the supreme being and there's good, there's good and bad. You know, bring them closer to God. Even if they're not going to, you don't know how to teach them morals. Bring them closer to God. And then when, when they have this strong religious foundation, then hopefully there will be a, they'll be, they'll be better for it, for the guy and for the girl. So the best thing, it's difficult for the guy, but the best thing is, hey, don't look for a quick fix. Money is not that easy to get. Try working hard, yeah. following your passion. If it's football, yeah. follow it to the end. Yeah, follow it to have, the end. Yes, if you have your, if you a lot of Nigerians, a lot of young guys that are good with the hand, with their hands. Mm. Follow it to the end and everything. Yeah. Once you have, look, once you are passionate about something, it's something you love doing. I tell you for free, the money is going to come. Yeah, it true. Take a while, the money is going to come. Yeah. So don't think about money first. That's what I can say. Yes. Don't think about money first. Think about what you love. If yeah. it's um, if it's uh, to do your hair, if it's a, a beautician, you love the. Just think about don't think about the money. Think about hey, yeah. how can I improve? How can I make? Yeah. Um, how can I give my customers good a good service so that they, because the best advertisement is word of mouth. Mm. It's word yeah. of mouth. Yes. Yeah. So when someone tells you that oh, this person is good, that's how it spreads. But what you just follow your it, pray about it, leave everything to go, work hard, but money will come. Yeah. So, but it will definitely come. So basically, yeah. just work hard and follow your passion. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been so insightful. I know initially, like I mentioned, I said, yeah, guys, this is for you, but like I've mm. learned so, so much. Even for myself, I'm just yeah. thinking, I'll, I'll be thinking about my own life as you've been talking. My passion may be podcasting or my passion may be photography. But right now, mm. it's something that will give me sharp, sharp money. I need, I need maybe exactly. a job. So many to, for the meantime. But if I keep doing it, um, let me get something to give me maybe 50k for the meantime. Let me, I'll keep doing that, keep doing that. And I'll never really exactly. do what I enjoy. And the years start going. Yes, the years will start yeah. So saying once you have your passion, follow it to the end. Be extra yeah. crazy, put in your all. The money will definitely come. Let money not be your motivation or your reason for making exactly. Don't be scared of failure because you're gonna fail for sure. One, two, three, yes. Yes, it's a learning process, yeah. One thing that has stood out for me, seeing it from the guy's perspective, is most guys don't put themselves first. So most guys now exactly. should learn to put their happiness first. If you put your passion first and your happiness first, by consequence, others will be happy. It's a win-win situation. You 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 yeah. make yourself be proud. They will eventually be happy. Yeah, exactly. But if you say, oh, put my mom first, put my dad, mm-hmm. you end up maybe making them happy, but you'll be miserable. For a win-win exactly. situation, put your passion first and your happiness first. Alright, so I feel I have learned a whole lot and I'm so glad I talked to you. It was an interesting conversation. I, I know you still have more, but looking at time, uh, we just mm-hmm. have to thank you for okay. joining me on my podcast. I look forward to having you again some other time. 
Thanks for having me, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Right. Okay. okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Being Better with Ify. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Being Better with Ify so that you'll get an alert when there is a new episode. Also, don't keep these insights to yourself. Share with a friend. Catch you on the next episode.